Yo, bring it back. Here's what you've missed on the bright side. Ooh, so excited this morning to welcome to the studio Shamine uh, Marsh, Clinical Director and Senior Therapist at Goodity.co. And Shamine specializes in family therapy, behavioral issues, emotional regulation, trauma, self harm, and a whole range of issues. So, good morning and welcome to the studio, Shamine. Hi. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. So, uh, June is family month, yeah. Mm. And uh, we were just wondering, you know, why are some adult child parent relationships difficult? You know, what causes an adult child to feel triggered while interacting with their parents who doesn't struggle with their parents sometimes right um, a lot of this I think stems from the fact that you know your parents are seeing you from one lens and you are seeing yourself from a different lens your parents lens and your personal lens your parents will always see you as um, a child uh, no matter how no matter what um, you know career accomplishments you have what family mm. accomplishments you have you know do you would be that 15 year old 20 year old that needs uh, that guidance and advice and support um, regardless of whatever you've achieved so far. So when you interact with them, you know, they have the tendency to kind of fall back into that, you know, you are my child and I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm going to give you this advice. I'm going to uh, mm. doubt whether you can or cannot do something. And that kind of undermines you and disempowers you. And, you know, you could be a manager, you could be working for years, you could be a mom or dad mm. yourself with, with five kids, six kids or no, no kids. It doesn't matter. But you know, all of that counts for nothing when, you know, suddenly you're reduced and brought back to that 15 or 20 year old self. So that can be very triggering. Mm. Oh, that's really interesting. And, you know, because June is like family month, right? I guess that kind of, you know, how people, your own siblings would also see you in that light as well, that you're the younger sibling, you know, and it kind of undermines you as well. I can see how that theme runs mm. across. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, we're on Facebook Live as well, so do join us there at facebook.com slash 1FM91.3. I need you to see Charmaine because she's just got such a gentle disposition. I mean, one of the things that uh, I know Charmaine for at goodity.co, they do wonderful things. They do coffee therapy. Is that what it's called? <gasps> coffee talks. Yeah. Coffee talks, yeah. So... <laughs> You go to their pop-ups, you know, and uh, recently they were at Scape, you know, last year. And this year you're at... Uh, we had a pop-up at uh, the Tea House. Okay. Um, and uh, basically people come by, they buy a cup of coffee, but mm. that also comes with 15 minutes of talk time, therapy time. That yes. is a really great concept. Yeah. And Love the, the name, response was quite uh, positive. It was very overwhelming, I think, at some stage, oh, right? Yeah. It's amazing how much people want to talk. It's just, you know, giving the right opportunity mm. and feeling safe. Yeah. Ah. Why do you think that was a popular concept? Um, I think it gave, it kind of... Um, demystified therapy and didn't make it as imposing as it sounds and not as scary mm. as it sounds. Mm. Um, you're just having a coffee and a chat with someone. It doesn't have to be imposing like how we maybe have the idea of therapy in our mind is, oh my God, this is something that's so clinical and scary. It's just coffee mm. over you know a chat with someone. Yeah, And people were opening up, yeah, talking about really up. deep issues as well. I think it's because of a hot cup of good coffee. <laughs> That's what I think. Because I love coffee. Mm. Mm. So on the topic of, uh, you know, family month, there are so many issues that we can deal with. But what are some of the things we can do to restore or build parent-child relationships again without feeling triggered, especially for the adult child? Mm. I think the truth is that you will always be triggered. There will always be this... this um, whatever they say or in actions or in deeds, right, they will definitely tug at something or, or, or pull a nerve or something like that. And so the idea is to kind of let go of the fact that um, this is something you cannot change. You cannot change your parents. This, this, are, this is how they're going to be. This is how they're going to say what they're going to say. Whatever they're saying is not coming from a place of hatred or um, um, any kind of malice. It's coming from a version of what they think is love. 
And so the only way to rebuild this is really to know that, you know, you are not obliged to um, fit into their perspective or perceptions of you. You, know, you are your own person. You can choose not to be triggered. You can choose to regulate yourself. You can choose to say, okay, they've said something to me that really irritates me, but I am going to rise above this. I'm not going to be baited by them. I'm just going to, you know, um, learn to let go of this, you know, do my yoga, just have a coffee or something, ah. just to, to regulate and move forward with this despite them being tri- mm. be them triggering you in that sense. Yeah. Does it also mean that you, like, through action, you don't have to give in to their requests? Yeah. Oh. But I think, you know, in our culture, we are kind of um, indoctrinated to mm. not say no. It's very hard to not mm. say no to parents, mm. right? You know, they say something, you do something. So the act of saying no is something that's <clears throat> very unnatural and very scary. Um, but I think the more we start to say no, the more we start to create this boundary, then that's when... Um, there could actually be some structure in interactions that doesn't ah. trigger us here. So you're saying about not not saying no, but starting to create and build boundaries yeah. and trying to make that clear. I get it. Ah, yeah. Talking about boundaries. Yeah, we're going to be diving into that as well in a little while. Meanwhile, do join us on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash 1FM 91.3 having a little chat with Charmaine Marsh online as well. There's also a chance for you to win a lovely prize, so do join us there. And uh, back with more of Charmaine in just a bit. Hang tight. So June is Family Month and Charmaine specialises in family therapy, behavioural issues, emotional regulation, trauma, self-harms, amongst other things. And early on, we talked about how it's establishing boundaries, actually saying no to your parents, that it's okay mm. to sort of like stand up and react differently, react, of, react uh, you know, outside of how they would expect you to react. So let's talk a little bit more about that. How can we establish these boundaries, which are much needed, right, in this parent and adult-child relationship without that sense of guilt right you said like you know in Asian culture it's very much part of our culture to not say no mm. piety. how can you be like that with your mother father yeah I think guilt you know it comes from this perceived unmet expectations like mm. I'm not a good enough child you know I'm not filial enough or I'm being selfish when I set this boundary mm. and um, I think you know generally in our culture like what we mentioned you know it's just I don't set boundaries because I'm not used to it. I'm not used to saying no to my parents, not used to setting this distance between them because that's considered rude or disrespectful. Mm. But, you know, in a, in a sense, to preserve that, that, that space and that mental health, you know, how can we set boundaries in a kind way? So if they come over unannounced, let's say, you know, hey, I, lo- I want to spend time with you, but, you know, we got to set a date. I can't, you can't just come over mm. like that. I, I want to spend time with you. So, you know, kind of saying that I do want this space I do want this relationship, but it has to become uh, has to happen on terms that we both agree on. Because mm. I'm an adult now, I'm mm. not a child that you can just pop in and impose sure. yourself on me in that sense. If they give you advice that you know you're not, you don't want to hear or you don't not ready for. Mm. Hey, thanks for the advice. You know, I, I'm just gonna try it this way if you don't mind. You know, mm. I, I hear what you're saying and I appreciate the support, but I'm gonna try it another way. And it's all very easy to say now. Yeah. But, you know, in Asian cultures, like, yeah, right, your parents are going to, why are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) That's actually happened to me before. I used to tell that uh, to my my parents or my dad, actually. You know, he would, like, last minute make a request. And I'm like, Dad, I actually do have a bit of a schedule, (laughs) you know, that I need to keep to. And it's like, oh, you don't care. So when (laughs) It's a little thing you can't do. Yeah. Ah. And so that was hard to navigate, you know. Yes, we have the idea in mind. But when you actually do say it, it's like, then they said, then it's like a little bit of a mind game sometimes. And then Ah. they turn it around and say, oh, you don't care. And you don't. Yeah, so or that's that when all the, exactly. the yeah, then so all the triggering yeah. stuff exactly. starts to so happen. It's kind, of, it's kind of a balancing out their need for being needed. Mm. You know, as a parent grows up, up, 
parents grow up as the children grow up. Right? <laughs> no, they, no, parents are still growing up. Yeah, they, they need are. to evolve we as well. They do. They do. Actually, yes. we hope. Mm. <laughs> the thing is, um, you know, it's harder for them to accept that I'm not needed anymore by my children. It's hard as a parent. You know, you got like one day your children won't need you anymore, and that's quite uh, can be quite a, a sad feeling you know, mm. to, for them to have as well. So, in that sense, they want to feel needed. So, how do we then let uh, keep that? Help them feel that way, but at the same time, carve out that space. So I, I, I want to spend time with you, mm. but I need it to be at a time where we can both agree on. Mm. Have grandkids. They oh yes, need it. it's a good buffer. Actually, I've got to, you know, I, I take to heart what she said about, you know, be kind in setting those boundaries, right? Like Charmaine, you said, so the door one now, just say, hey, the lock not working. <laughs> He called the locksmith. He said he'll come in two hours. I so, think you go home first. That's how your parents can't get into your house. Is that what you're saying? Oh my gosh, how sneaky is this young woman? Love I hope my Tuan, mom's not tuning in. All the tricks of the trade are coming out live on air, you see? Bye. <laughs> trying to be kind. Locksmith, so all right. coming. We'll continue our discussion with Charmaine online on facebook.com slash 1FM91.3. There's a chance for you to win some tickets to Beer Fest online as well. So do join us there. Back with more of Charmaine in just a bit. In fact, we want to get into how, you know, for those who have lost family, how do we maintain a sense of connection and belonging without a traditional family that is next? I think one of the things that you want to get from a family is a sense of support and nurturance and essentially a safe space. Mm. You know, and if let's say we don't have that opportunity or we don't have the people around us to, to form that with or by choice, we don't longer want to associate with the family we were born with. For You know, it's sad, but at the same time, we still need that connection like you mentioned. So the people that we choose to surround ourselves with do they support the version of ourselves that we want to be? You know, do they yeah. have conversations that, that um, nurture us and bring us forward? And more importantly, do we feel safe being able to say no when, you know, a boundary is crossed uh-huh. and that kind of thing? So if, let's say, we can have a family of people who um, give us that nurturance, that safe space and that support, then that is how we, you know, still have that sense of connection. Um, but at the same time, d- despite not having a family. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's very profound. I mean, you've really identified it so well. Oh. <laughs> Think about all my girlfriends, like yourself, excluded. Oh, family. Thank you. you we are, I feel are safe. Family. We are. I like that. You know, um, you, the ability to say no and someone respecting your boundary. I think that's very important because sometimes even in your own families, that's not really respected, or yeah. it's yes. a hard, it's a hard thing to put across. I think when we say no, there's that fear that oh my god, am I gonna lose my family? Mm. Even with friends, if I say no to drinks, am I going to lose that friend? Yeah, ah. and and that immediately becomes an unsafe space because we are social beings. We need to have that connection with people. So sure. the minute we say no, and there's that fear of losing someone, then that's not a particularly healthy relationship to begin with yeah but that's a very good way for us to decide whether that relationship we're having with that friend or even the family is it a good one and where do we need to change it right Mm. the fact that you're afraid to say no oh so profound yeah You can say no to me, Carol. Okay. <laughs> I try not to, though. Oh. <laughs> um, so it's the, you know, the family month for this month of June. Any advice on how families can continue to grow, evolve, and even overcome challenges together? I think um, open communication is definitely the, the, the main crux of it. You know, you have to be able to talk about things. You have to be safe talking, feel safe talking about things that, you know, that, the opposing views, differing values, differing uh, opinions and things like that. If you feel safe having this conversation, that is the, the foundation of it. If you can't talk about things that that uh, um, um, that you don't agree with, then you know it becomes a bit more challenging to have that trust and, and, and honesty as well. Um, I think another thing is listening as well, listening without judgment. Um, being able to be heard 
knowing that you know whatever I say to you is going to be okay you're going to be able to accept it and accept me for all the things I'm going to tell you um, and I guess that comes with some kind of emotional maturity as well mm, being mm. able to accept views that are different from yours mm. values that are different from yours especially with parents you know my child is now you know contradicting what I taught them my child is now having a differing <laughs> opinion you know oh, I have to sit with it and accept that and that's tough because that older generation I think it's harder for them to then move into that space of I cannot I'm not the know-all and and you know the the, the overseer anymore I have to expect uh, accept that this is their space. Mm. And it's tough for them as well. Okay. But yeah, generally be engaged, be present, um, be involved in things that, you know, interests your, your, your family members. If my kid is interested in, I don't know, a game or something, how can I be involved in that mm. and grow mm. with them? Um, if my parent is interested in something, how can I be involved in that and, and, and sit in that space with them? So I just kind of um, having that compassion for each other as well. I think that's a big thing. Ooh. Can I ask you something now that we're here, right? Okay, one of the things that when I, when I speak to my, my friends of my generation, uh, the idea of technology always comes up, you know, and my our parents are not necessarily very technology technologically savvy. Mm. So there's always the thing about the handphone or the TV mm. or the tablet, and it's mm. usually the same question, right? It's like, how come the SMS or the WhatsApp it's not working? I can't make the call. Uh, do you encounter that kind of question or situation from parents? Yeah. It's like a repeated yeah. issue that keeps coming up. And then you're like, okay, how do I... She's written it down. They've you know done whatever they can to remember. But at the same time, you're like a little bit edgy sometimes as well yeah, yeah, about yeah. it, right? And it's I like feel, evolve. Evolve. I, I, I feel bad when that happens. But how do we address it without you know losing our minds? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, on, on one hand, sometimes when it happens, you know, I think, you know, is it their way of reaching out to feel connection with mm. us? You know, yeah, I, I don't think it's a de- deliberate thing. But yeah. the fact that, hey, of all people out there, of all the people I could have turned to, I choose to go to my daughter or my son for yeah. this because I know that they will be able to help me through this in a manner that, you know, yeah, they might be irritated and I'm sorry I'm imposing on them. Yeah. Maybe, you know, we hope that they <laughs> this is ideal. But at the same time, it's I feel safe coming to my kid for help and support and if we can I mean we can't change the fact that they might need support but if we can reframe how we choose to see the situation Mm. and understand it like hey you know they feel safe with me Mm. and maybe I can find that space create that space to be there with them even though I got like a hundred million things going on and I have to talk to you about WhatsApp and Facebook mm. and all that kind of like thing. Like for the like hundredth, hundredth time. time. Same <laughs> issue. But you know it's coming from a space of again um how can I support them? I mean, mm. they supported me as a child. Yeah. I'm sure crawling and learning to walk and talk and all that was equally you know, infuriating yeah. sometimes. But how can I then, you know, create that space? Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much, I mean, That's actually making me quite emotional. You know what you said about they could have called anyone, but they choose to call you. Aww. I'm getting a lot of great takeaways from all that you're sharing here today. Things mm. that I will put in, I will implement. Mm. <laughs> awesome. Shami, yes. where can people find you if yeah. they want to like look you up and have a chat with you? Oh, uh, you can go to the website, okay. so you go to um, we actually have a parenting workshop that we're going to launch as well on the 24th. Okay. So, you know, send your parent people. <laughs> your parent people. Parent people. Goodity.co. dot C-O. And you're also on Instagram as well. Yes, we uh, these wonderful folks do a great deal of work for our community. So do show them some love. Shamin Marsh and the team uh, at goodity.co. Thank you so much for our chat this morning, Shamin. Hey. The Bright Side with Carol, Lavinia and Shazad. Every weekday morning. 6 to 10 a.m. on 1FM 91.3.